Hello, everybody, and welcome to the TeacherCast Educational Network. My name is Jeff Bradbury. Thank you so much for joining us today and making TeacherCast your home for professional development. This is the MIE Spotlight Series podcast, the official podcast for the Microsoft Innovative Educator Expert Community. Thank you so much for joining us today. This is Season 2, Episode Today, we're going to be talking all about Skype in the classroom, and we have two amazing guests today that are going to talk to us all about how they are connecting their classrooms and how they are bringing their kids through the 21st century and connecting them with places all across the world. You do not want to miss this episode, and you do not want to miss the great stories from our guest today. Before we get to that, there's, of course, several great ways that you can be a part of this show and all of our shows. Um, Microsoft Education is a fantastic uh, place for knowledge, for community, for collaboration twice a month. You can join in on their tweet meets first and third Tuesdays of every single month. You can join in using uh, the hashtags hashtag MSFT EDU chat. And also you can, you know, follow them on Twitter at Microsoft EDU. Great things happening there. And of course, you know, this is the season that you guys want to be active in the MIE platform. You can go over right now to aka.ms forward slash MIE expert and sign up. This is the time for your self nominations. This is where you get together and say, I want to be an MIE for the 2018, 2018, 19 school year. There's a lot of great things going on in the MIE platform, MIE program. And if you are out there listening to this and you are an MIE, I want to hear from you. Of course, there's several ways that you can be a part of this and all of our shows. We like it when you go over to teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU. That's teachercast.net slash Microsoft EDU. Up on the top, you can subscribe to all of our shows. And of course, we want you to be a part of the MIE program. I have two fabulous guests on the show today. First, I want to welcome from the great state of New York, Miss Amy Rosenstein. Amy, how are you today? Welcome to the show. I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am an elementary school teacher. I teach third grade and I've been using Skype in my classroom for the last 10 years or so. And that's really been a huge highlight. So for me, um, a lot of my involvement in what I've been doing with technology has all started with using Skype. And there's so many different stories I have and lots that I can share about the connections I've made through Skype both for my classroom and also professionally. And I can get into that a little bit later, but I'm so happy to be here and talk to you today. Absolutely. Looking forward to learning a lot about what you are doing in your classroom. I also want to welcome on Valerie Engelmeyer. Valerie, how are you today? Welcome to the show. Hi, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I am a seventh grade humanities teacher in Northern Indiana. And so I'm the language arts counterpart to my social studies co-teacher. And I also serve as our building's instructional coach. So I'm half-time teacher and half-time instructional coach. So I help uh, teachers learn how to integrate technology for half of my day. And then I get to actually integrate technology in my classroom the other half of my day. That is awesome. And we have a good conversation there coming up about uh, ways that we can help support our teachers in bringing this great technology into our classrooms. But first, um, you know, as we are recording this episode tonight, we know that the applications are out. This is that special time of year where thousands of educators across the world are, are, are putting their applications in 
to become Microsoft Innovative Educators. Um, I, I always like to ask everybody on the show this question, but I'll start with Amy. Amy, what what does the MIE program mean to you? Like what 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 has how has the MIE program helped and supported you in the classroom? It's really strengthened the connections I have. I feel like my professional learning network has grown by leaps and bounds ever since I've become part of it. Anytime I have a question or need anything or want to arrange a call with other people for my class, I can reach out to the MIE program. Also, I went to ISTE last year for the first time, which was terrific. And to me, what was so exciting was that I had met many people through the MIE program that I only knew virtually, and then I got to see them in real life. So I got to see that they were 3D. Um, But it really has strengthened the connections I've had around the world. And I know that whenever I have a question or if I have anything to share, I can draw on that. And I think that's been really the best part for me. And and when you think of the MIE program, is there one word that comes to mind that, that just kind of wraps the whole experience up for you? One word, I guess, um, network. Incre- I would just say, if I ha- can add a few more words, incredible network of educators and um, I would say network. Nice, nice. I completely agree. The the ability to have as many wonderful and amazing educators out there is certainly a, a great uh, perk of being in the MIE program. Valerie, let me ask you the same question. Tell me a little bit about your experiences with the with the MIE program. What does being an MIE mean to you? So this is my fourth year uh, being an MIEE, and uh, when I first started, there were just a hundred of us. And um, at that time, I didn't really know what this was all about, but I knew that I needed to learn. And so finding this network was actually the best way for me to continue my education and to uh, grow into the the role of an instructional coach. Like Amy said, um, it's an amazing group of um, teachers who push you and challenge you and are able to give you insight to new things that you're trying in your classroom. And I just so appreciate the resources that we get um, when we get to talk to product teams. That's really exciting and see what's coming and see the all the different ways we can integrate technology effectively in the classroom. Well, let's talk a little bit about that integrating of technology. Now, Amy, you had mentioned at the top of the show here that you are um, doing a lot of connecting your classrooms to other places using Skype. Talk to us a little bit about your experiences with Skype. There have been so many. I have worked with my kids for the last, as I was saying, 10 years now, and we've connected with people all around the world. So every continent we've hit, over 40 countries all together. And it's really just strengthened the knowledge that my kids have about the world. It's something that's so powerful that years later, the kids come back and that's what they remember about third grade. Literally, it's it's magical. Several times we've had Skype calls with people in Uganda where we sung songs, we shared artwork, we learned their language. We've done um, readathons to help people there. But also really, I look at it as a cultural exchange where those kids are learning from us, we're learning from them. And we took it to the next level this year for Earth Day recently, we created some buncees. So we made some digital posters, which we shared um, on Skype. So for many years, we've used Skype to learn about culture and share about our lives. but. Since then, um, we've really kind of expanded it and created projects that we'll share. I'm also part of a UN task force that started a year and a half ago, 
where Valerie's actually very involved as well, which is Teach SDGs. And we've learned a lot about the sustainable development goals. I carry them wherever I go. Actually not, but I have these handy. Um, and the kids connect what they're learning to the goals, and then we will share those with kids around the world. So there's so many different projects we've done involving Skype, the Skype calls with Uganda, but also places like New Zealand and places through um, countries throughout Europe. And lately, we've been doing a lot of work with the sustainable development goals as well. And when we're looking at taking our classroom onto Skype, onto, onto these video conferencing platforms, how do you find somebody to connect with? How do you figure this out? Where do you go to look? Where do you find resources and, and other people to bring into your classroom? Really through the Microsoft Educator community, through the website, um, microsoft.education.microsoft.com. And there's people, I mean, now... There are over 500,000 people who are part of that website. So if I, that's really my first place that I go to reach out to find people. I also have my own lessons posted there where people find me. And really, it's grown throughout the years, and I feel like it's a constant source of people looking for Skype calls. Also through Twitter, that's another resource where there's a big community um, to link up. And what's great is over the years, I can save those contacts, especially for the calls that I felt were really powerful and go back to them. And then in that way, I strengthen the relationships with those teachers around the world from year to year. Now, now Amy, I know as being a podcaster here, and we, we spoke a little bit about this before the show started, it's difficult to connect somebody at a specific time, right? If you're looking at doing Hong Kong, Kenya, Uganda, how do you say Hey, my kids meet at 9.45, are you free, when they might be 13 hours away from you? What, what advice do you have for teachers that are trying to reach globally with their students at, you know, in a small window there? That's an excellent question, and it definitely can be worked out. I think it's not something to let, to let you be, you know, to um, keep you from doing it. I think some people think, oh, that's so far away, I'll never be able to work out the time differences. But it really does work. Recently, I posted, um, I wanted to meet about the digital posters that we created, and I heard from a teacher in Vietnam, and I was thinking, well, I'm in the U.S. on the East Coast. How is that actually going to work? It turned out she works in a boarding school where the kids can actually Skype at night. So there are, there are times during the year when certain schools in India, for example, even stay over for 48 hours to do their own Skype-a-thon. So I've used those. There's also Skype messaging where... We don't have a live call, but we can leave messages back and forth for each other, which is also exciting in its own special way. So I think leaving messages are a great way to do it. And also reaching out to people who have exceptional days and they can be a little bit more flexible with their time really makes a difference. And it's, it's very it's simple. It's just a matter of not giving up and keeping at it. That is an awesome story. And anybody out there that's looking to get a hold of you, Amy, and, and bring their class into your class, how would they get a hold of you? And, and, and how does the process start for you? The best way, the easiest way to reach out to me would be on Twitter at Skype Amy and just suggesting where you're from and what you're interested in having a connection about. It's really as simple as that. The simpler, the better. I'm sure a lot of teachers who are watching this know that, that the more complicated things get, we're all so busy that we have so many responsibilities. And if we can keep it plain and simple, it's the best way to go. It also keeps it easy for the kids. So for me, I would say reaching out that way or also going to the Microsoft website and searching for, um, for my name right there 
and you can see my lessons posted. Simply, I have a cultural exchange and also um, a lesson to connect over the UN Sustainable Development Goals as well. And we will certainly make sure that we have all of those links in our show notes. Now, Valerie, I, I'm really interested in hearing about some of the stuff you're doing. One of the one of my missions this year has been to really take our middle school and high school social studies humanities curriculum and really infuse, um, you know, the four C's into it. Talk to us a little bit about some of the things that you're doing in your seventh grade class that's really making your kids light up. So Skype has definitely been um, opening uh, the doors of our classroom. We're in rural Indiana and we're not really close to anything. So um, anytime I can get my kids to a, a real um, experience to talk with people that are outside of our normal culture um, benefits them immensely. And I've been so encouraged by um, the virtual field trips on the Microsoft Educator community. Um, they have provided so many amazing opportunities for authentic learning. Um, one example of that is that we Skyped with a sloth sanctuary in Suriname. It was a virtual field trip. And um, I have a lot of Amish students in my classroom. And so as we were doing the call, um, one of the gentlemen was talking in Dutch behind uh, the screen. And my Amish students just kind of perked up for a moment and um, they could understand because they speak a, a variation of Dutch at home. And so it led into this amazing discussion after the call of, well, why were they speaking Dutch if they were in South America? And so my social studies counterpart was talking to them all about colonization. And that conversation wouldn't have started without that authentic experience with them talking about sloths, but just having this, you know, little conversation behind the scenes um, in Dutch. And so opportunities like that and opportunities for my students con to connect with other students around the world has really just allowed them to open their 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 eyes to the world. Um, their global perspective and global empathy, I think, is increased exponentially by just having these conversations and realizing that students who are their age all around the world are really aren't that different. And I think sometimes we um, take that take that for granted a little bit as adults. We realize that we have a lot in common, but my students often don't really feel that way. But then when they see somebody who's wearing a shirt very similar to theirs or a pair of shoes that they love, um, that connection really provides an opportunity for them to feel like the world isn't quite so big and that they can really make an impact in it. Now, many people out there might be listening to this and saying, how do I get involved? Where do I go? Now, for the last couple of years, Microsoft has run what's called a Skype-a-thon. And last year, they... And so it was essentially a Skype-a-thon is where for one day or two days, teachers or educators around the world connect through Skype and have connections. Um, would anybody like to share any of their Skype-a-thon stories before we dive a little bit more into that topic? One of the favorites I had the last two years, we started with a mystery Skype, mm. an international mystery Skype. So the kids knew that they were looking for somebody around the world and they have their big maps, they're working in groups to guess the location of the other country. And they really use what they learn in our social studies curriculum, words like, do you border or are you landlocked to 
figure out the location of the country. I love doing that. It becomes kind of like a game. The kids are really learning. They don't even realize what they're doing at the time. They just think they're having a fun game and they're going to figure it out. But it's so impressive to see what doing a mystery Skype can accomplish. And we guessed eventually that the kids there were in India. They guessed that we were in the United States and then in New York. And then they shared some cultural dances with us. We saw some of the clothing. So I think starting with a mystery Skype added a whole other element to it. So that has been one of my favorites. We did that one for both the last, the two Skype-a-thons that have taken place so far through Microsoft. Now, anybody that's interested in getting involved in the Skypeathon, it's really simple to do. You can go to skypeathon.com. This year, the Skypeathon is going to be happening on November 6 and 7. Um, and as of us recording it right now, it is 188 days and 18 hours away. So somebody out there with a calculator can tell anybody exactly when we're recording this year. But it's amazing here. Last year, educators traveled over 14 and a half million virtual miles within 48 hours. That is absolutely awesome. Now, one of the things that that Microsoft encourages us to do is after we make those connections, head on over to to education.microsoft.com and of course, log your hours. Help make these connections. Help share your your passions with people. What was... What, I'll just ask it this way. What are some of the things that your students find amazing? Like after you guys are finished with a Skype call, what are some of those feedback items that your kids come back with saying like, this was great. This was amazing. I couldn't believe it. What kind of feedback do you get from your kids when they're going through these different activities? Probably my favorite piece of feedback is that they, they have more questions. And I think that um, opens the door to additional research and continuing the partnership with the school or the organization that we're Skyping with. Um, I just love when students um, find something that they're very interested in and then can continue to learn about that, whether it's through a passion project or a genius hour. Um, and so I like to see that Skype experience bleed over into the other things that we do in our classroom. Now, Valerie, you and I are are similar in the fact that we're both instructional coaches. Talk to me a little bit about some of the ways that you're helping your teachers bring the best out of their students through technology. What are some of the projects that you like to work on with your teachers? Well, definitely um, we are using the Office 365 suite. And so that's really where I started my home base. Um, With that, we've been concentrating on Skype. Um, I've modeled with them with their Skype master teacher group that Amy and I are both a part of. Um, They often have a lot of people who are willing to Skype with teacher groups. And so having my teachers do a mystery Skype with a fellow adult um, is always a fun experience. And it, it really shows them the value of that type of learning activity. And then just, um, in my position, I get to be there. I get to physically be in the room and guide them as they go and be that little safety net that they need sometimes to feel confident enough to try things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but the biggest thing is just encouraging teachers to take a risk. You know, Skype calls don't always go exactly as planned, but there's always learning that's happening, whether it's students watching you troubleshoot a call or um, whether it's you know, the call on the other end isn't working very well, so you improvise something. So I think everything about including this type of technology in the classroom adds value to both the teacher as well as the students. And and what's the biggest advice that you could have for anybody out there who is 
you know, maybe interested in using technology, still kind of on that fence of, is this for me? What, what's the biggest advice you find you give your, your teachers every week? I try to share with my teachers that you're really trying to find um, pieces of technology that are efficient for you as a teacher, that are effective for your students, and that are engaging for them. So you want to provide them with learning experiences that really um, tap into the real-world knowledge, the four C's like you mentioned before. Um, And so by showing the value and how excited students get with that, Teachers start to come on board with it, but just having somebody be beside them as they go through that journey, I think is so valuable. If your building doesn't have an instructional coach, just find a teacher buddy who maybe is willing to take the leap with you. Just having another adult in the room or another set of hands is always valuable. So even if you combine two classrooms, um, one of the difficulties of a middle school schedule is that we meet our classes five times, you know, five to seven times per day. So finding Skype calls um, that are able to do that, I see you smiling that maybe you've realized that's not, it's not very easy to do that, but it definitely is possible. And so with the the MIEE group, I think it's much easier to find those types of connections. But um, my biggest piece of advice for those kinds of um, issues that come up is just to ask. I know on the Microsoft Educator community, you can only request one time, but I have been so amazed by um, when I type in a little dialogue underneath my request and say, hey, this class meets you know, five times a day, can we can we meet as many as possible? People are so willing and open to meeting with you as much as they possibly can or spreading it out over two different days if possible. Well, I, I think it's a matter of not only just finding ways to incorporate technology, but finding fresh ways to incorporate technology. And that's why I'm happy that Amy has written a, a wonderful ebook called 10 Fresh Ways. Amy, talk to us a little bit about some of the ways that you help your teachers bringing technology into their classrooms. I think as I've used Skype, it really, that in and of itself has taken off. Tomorrow I have two teachers in my school who are trying Skype for the first time. So I'm so excited about that. They finally decided to take the leap. We met earlier this year and we talked all about the magic that it's created in my classroom. Um, And so it's really just a matter of having that conversation. In the book, I detail a variety of choices and different things that people can do to incorporate technology. I mentioned earlier that um, we've been using Buncee lately, which is a nice, um, it's very simple to use, and it's really added a lot of um, creativity on the part of the kids to the classroom. So that's something we've used recently, and the other teachers are starting to kind of catch on there too. I think when other teachers see what's happening and see that it really is pretty straightforward and simple is something that they might be willing to try. So I think, and I feel like it's somewhat my responsibility because it's really opened the world to my kids. I would love for other people to do it now. I mean, so many people around the world are really doing it. Um, but in my own building, I think just showing that example and and having the enthusiasm really transfer from class to class through the kids. The kids that leave my classroom go to the next grade and then they ask their teachers, who are we going to Skype with this year? And so I think they bring that. And then the teachers kind of feel like, oh, well, maybe I should give it a try. And I found that my, my former students can help those teachers as well. So it's teacher to teacher, but it's also students teaching some of the teachers. I, I, and I, I love that. Getting your kids involved in helping 
the teachers. I, I, that, that's a powerful way of bringing professional development on. You know, in our last episode, we had Robin uh, Rivnitz on and, and Sonia Delafuse on, our USA lead and our world lead for Microsoft MIEs. They had mentioned that, I think I want to get my stuff right, there's 281,000 MIEs worldwide. And that's an amazing number. And if you're out there going, well, how do I get involved in this program? How do I join this community? There's one place that you want to go to, which is aka.ms forward slash MIE expert, aka.ms forward slash MIE expert. You can, you, you know, sign up right now. Applications are available. I think they're running through July 15th, if I'm not right, but somewhere around there. Um, you know, check it out. There's a lot of great things that are out there. Valerie, Amy, I want to say thank you so much for your time. But before I let you leave, there is one MIE obligation for this podcast. Five simple questions that I that I ask all of our guests on. Would you be interested in taking what we refer to here as the EDU five? Sure. <laughs> let's uh, let's do it this way. Amy first, then Valerie. Um, my first question, these are simple, then they get a little bit harder. My first question is, what is your favorite, this is for Amy, what is your favorite Twitter or hashtag to follow and why? Okay, so hashtag teach SDGs. And I'm a little partial because I was one of the co-founders of teach SDGs. And now that's grown to over a thousand people taking the pledge around the world to teach the sustainable development goals. Nice. Also, um, MIEE, but, but I don't know if I was only allowed to share one. So. Okay. That, that's, you can always plug that one. Uh, Valerie, <laughs> what about you? Um, favorite Twitter or hashtag to follow? Well, she stole mine. I would say hashtag MIEE. Um, I also like ditch that textbook. Matt Miller is um, a, a fellow Hoosier and I really like um, his innovative ideas for using technology in the classroom. Absolutely. We, we, we love our Matt Miller here on TeacherCast <laughs> and on, uh, on the MIE spotlight here. All right. Number two, um, let's see. You can't say Skype. I'm going to take this one off the table. Uh, we're going to start with Valerie this round. Uh, we'll do favorite EDU tool, favorite educational tool to use, to recommend, to, but you can't say Skype. Uh, just this year, I've, I've jumped on the Flipgrid train. So um, I really like to use Flipgrid for that global audience for my students. And um, we've done, been able to do really cool things with Flipgrid, uh, connecting with our Flip pals throughout the world. Nice. Uh, let's see, Amy, same thing. Favorite, favorite educational tool? Buncee. Why? I think it's so simple. I'm, I also love Flipgrid, Valerie, so that's a good suggestion. I used Flipgrid last year in my classroom for the first time, and I plan to use it again this year. But see, the kids kind of just took to it. They were able to figure out how to create their graphics. They like to use animation, and now they have the ability to embed video in it. So we created these great Earth Day posters where the kids, it was very simple, and I love that, again, back to the simplicity. They would just choose a goal like um, life below water. They would say that they are not going to be using straws anymore because straws are bad for the earth. So they would say something like, I'm not going to use straws anymore. What are you going to do to help the earth? So they would talk about their own goal on that video on the bun seat, and then they would challenge somebody watching it to do something as well, to take action. All right. So those are the easy ones. From here, we're going to get a little bit harder. Number three, we're going to start with Amy. This is best advice you have ever been given as a 
Uh, we can say as an MIE, as an educator, as a whatever. But best advice you've ever been given in education? The best advice I've ever been given? That's a good question. Um, the best advice I've ever been given in education? I think, I don't, I can't think of what advice I've been given specifically, I guess, to just take chances. Um, for me, that's something that's so important. And I remember the first time, am I allowed to say Skype this time? I know I talk a lot about it, but I really feel passionate about it. Um, a friend of mine moved away to Hong Kong, and this is before Skype was a thing. Um, and I had a meeting with our superintendent, and we were talking about technology, and this is before I had really used much of it at all, 10 years ago. And she, I had an idea to have a video conference across the land from New York to Hong Kong. And she said it was fine to go ahead and take that chance, to go ahead and take the risk. She could have said, well, I don't really know. Is it safe? Is it okay? But instead, she said to go ahead and take a chance. And I think that that really allowed me to get the ball rolling. I like that one. How about uh, Valerie? Same thing. Best advice you've ever been given? Um, this came from Robin, who's the leader of the USMIEs. Um, she often says that if you're not uncomfortable, you're not learning. And I think that rings true for both teachers and for students. And so if we can put ourselves a little bit outside of our comfort zone, the best learning is going to happen. Robin is very wise. He is. <laughs> and she's awesome, but yeah. very, very wise. All right. Uh, let's see. This one's going to get a little harder here. Uh, question number four. We'll start with Valerie. Um, what do you hope your students take away from you at the end of the year? When, when they leave your classroom, what do you hope they remember you as or remember you by? Or maybe that one project or something that you've done and you can't say Skype. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think rather than a project, I just hope that they um, realize that even though that they're young adults, they can make change in this world. Um, I do work with the We Schools project, um, we.org. Uh, they have a free project that Microsoft actually sponsors. And um, by doing action campaigns and showing kids about the SDGs, um, you give them a tangible way to make change. And so I think by empowering them to take action, showing them that it's not, you don't have to be an amazing um scientists to make a huge change in the world, even just awareness campaigns um, can make a great change. And that's what I hope students take from my class is that they have power and they can make real change. Nice. Amy, how about yourself? Something that you wish your teachers or your students would take away from you? I think becoming and being globally competent, understanding the world and understanding the similarities we have from country to country, I really believe in building bridges and starting with um, meeting people in different places and realizing that we are much more similar than we are different. So I would say globally competent and being empathetic. That's a, that's a really good one. Um, all right. We've come to our last question here. Uh, let's see. Amy, you're on the hot seat first here, which means Valerie gets a chance to think about this one. Uh, Amy, what's the best teachable moment you've ever had? The best teachable moment? Yeah. I think um, when something, I think Valerie had, said, had alluded to this a little bit earlier, if something doesn't go right with the call, I think having those kids watch me troubleshoot 
in and of itself really makes an impact on them. I remember this year something went awry and I wouldn't give up and I wouldn't give up and I kept thinking aloud, modeling my thinking. And then finally I said, I did it. I didn't give up. And I was so, I truly was so proud of myself, but I think modeling that excitement um, teaches a lot to the kids too. So I think that those teachable moments really go far. (laughs) That's absolutely awesome. Um, Valerie, how about yourself? Um, failure is definitely something that that I demonstrate in front of my students all the time, and I hope that they learn from. I also think um, just stepping back and allowing students to drive, um, to allow their questioning and their um, passions to take the front seat instead of my agenda um, has been really, it's really powerful if a teacher can kind of step back and realize that we don't have to be the experts in everything, um, that our students can be good investigators as long as we teach them how to be critical thinkers. Beautiful. Uh, ladies, I want to say thank you so much for, for your spending your time. Thank you for sharing Skype with your students, you know, bringing them to a worldwide education. Valerie, where can people get a hold of you and, and learn more about the great stuff that you're doing? Definitely on the Microsoft Educator community under Valerie Engelmeyer. Um, also on Twitter, it's at ValEngelmeyer70. And you can find me online, send me a message. I'm willing to connect with my students or um, I have many classrooms in my school that are excited to connect with people around the world. And Amy, where can we learn more about the great things that are happening in your neck of the woods? Also on the Microsoft website and at Skype Amy on Twitter. And of course, we want to say thank you to Microsoft Education for making this show possible. There's a lot of great applications for Skype in the classroom and for all the great things. We want to hear from you. You can, of course, reach out to me over on Twitter at TeacherCast. You can leave me a voice message at TeacherCast.net slash voicemail. All of these shows are archived over at TeacherCast.net slash Microsoft EDU, where you can not only find this podcast, but literally hundreds of other podcasts, posts, featuring MIEs, Microsoft Education, and some of the great how-to videos of how to use Office 365 in your classroom. On behalf of everybody here in the TeacherCast Educational Network, my name is Jeff Bradbury, reminding you to keep up the great work in your classroom and continue sharing your passions with your students.